Welcome back to Health Call Live, where health information is free and the stethoscope is never cold. We're here to answer your questions at 447-1190. Now, back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. And thank you so much for sticking around for the second half of the Health Call Radio Hour. You know, here we are, these colder, darker months ahead. They really challenge our health in many ways. Of course, there's the cold and flu season to be worried about and that other nasty little virus that we've all been dealing with for so long. But in parts of the country where snow and ice make getting outside difficult, simply being couch-locked, that's bad for your health. Some researchers know that settling into a sedentary lifestyle with limited movement and minimal stress to your muscles, joints, and bones, well, that creates a downward spiral. You move less, you tend to gain weight, you get stiff, you lose muscle mass, and eventually, even bending over, climbing stairs, or getting up out of a chair becomes more difficult. We've all seen this in people of advanced age, but you know what's happening is some people in their 50s are already heading down that path. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services has some new guidelines out that say regular physical activity is the single most important thing you can do to improve your health. It goes even further than that, and this really hit me hard. It says the single most effective way to reduce your chance of death from any medical cause is going from zero minutes to 60 minutes of physical activity each week. And it doesn't take a sweat fest here. We're talking about just a brisk walk can make a big difference. If you can do more, do more. But that's all it takes. Ben Richardson is a doctor of physical therapy and a certified strength and conditioning specialist. He says, yes, any physical activity is great. But if you want to get started, rather than pick up hand weights and build arm strength, he suggests starting with strengthening the muscles in your hips and your booty. Number one, I would say, is sit to stands, which is sort of a version of a squat, really. So that mimics getting up from a chair and mimics getting up from the toilet. So it has a lot of translation to independence. So one way to get started, and I would say, you know, honestly, if you want to keep it as simple as possible, is just pick a pick a chair that has a nice flat seat that is um, not too low to the ground um, so that you really have to struggle to get up, um, but not too high where it's super easy for you to stand from it. And just do literally an exercise called a sit to stand, going from sitting to standing without using your hands to help push you up. You do about 10 reps of that, take a little break, 10 more reps, three sets like that. If you haven't really been doing much exercise, that'll get you breathing pretty heavy. Okay. And that is exercising my hips, my, my legs, uh, all of those muscles that we don't pay a lot of attention to. What makes them so important? Right. So kind of a lot of ways to go about answering that, but you're right. They are super important. So those muscles are called the triple extensors. So we kind of think of the, the glutes, the quads, and the calves as our triple extensor group in our lower body. And all of those are active during activities that we do, that we need to remain independent. So walking, again, standing up from a seated position, sitting back down from a standing position. So those have kind of been associated with if you have weakness in those groups or you can't do those functional activities, then you're at a higher risk for mortality. You're at a higher risk for hospitalization. Um, all sorts of um, interesting, compelling research on that data of keeping those muscles strong, keeping those movements fluid, and how important that is for health and independence. 
Yeah, you know, when you think of strength training, you think of uh, lifting weights, doing bicep curls or something like that. But uh, as we get older, that's really not the place to start. So that whole sit to stand idea, I've seen that as a measurement of your general fitness. Is, is that a good indication for you as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a couple of tests that I use um, fairly frequently, and it depends on the situation, which one I might um, go with. But there's the five times sit to stand test and the 30 second sit to stand test. So each of those have some valuable normative data where you can kind of compare um, based on your age, based on your ability, how well you compare to an average healthy person of your um, same similar demographics. So um, those are, yeah, really good indicators of health in general of, again, you know, like we talked about longevity, risk of hospitalization, et cetera. So give me, walk me through that. If, if it takes me, how do I measure myself? That's what I'm trying to get to. If folks at home want to try this, what do they need to do? And then what's that data telling them? Sure. So we'll take, um, let's take the five times sit to stand for a, um, for an example here. So all you would really need, you know, just kind of walk through the process here. All you would need is a timer of some sort on your phone and a stopwatch, what have you. And you just, again, you'd find that nice flat chair that we talked about earlier and not too high off the ground, not too low. Everyone's going to vary, you know, um, with, with what you have available that way. But you'd start your timer and then you would sit down and stand up without using your hands to help five times as quickly as you can. And then again, so you would kind of, whatever your time is, you stop the timer after you've gotten those five sit to stands. And based on your age, you can kind of determine your, uh, your risk again of hospitalization. So a couple of cutoffs just for um, frame of reference here, 50 to 59 years old should aim to get uh, the, the kind of cutoffs here, 7.7 seconds plus or minus 2.6 seconds. So somewhere in that range of, uh, is what you want to shoot for if you're in that age range. And it varies, again, based on your age. It's going to change a little bit for younger and older folks. Yeah, so let's just go through that again. So if you're on a typical dining room chair, your arms are folded and you stand up, sit down five times. If you're 30 years old, you should be able to knock that out in about six seconds. By the time you're 70, you should take men about 11 seconds, 13 seconds for women. If it takes you 15 seconds, you are at increased risk of a fall. 17 seconds or more, you have a 30% greater chance of being hospitalized for a variety of conditions. Now, I put a link to this out on the Health Call Facebook page so you can check it yourself. I know that's a lot of numbers to try to get, grab, so you can go check that out yourself. This sit-to-stand routine, one example of how simple exercise can make a difference in everyday life, but Ben Richardson says there are lots more exercises out there. He thinks the best bang for your buck comes from strengthening when you are looking to improve a practical purpose. We have more with uh, Dr. Ben Richardson coming up. Oh, here he is. Let's let him talk about this practical purpose. I'm, I'm mostly a yeah, functional movement type of person. So anything that mimics those type of movements, I'm a huge fan of. So again, this is going to vary quite a bit. So all, all general advice needs to be taken with a grain of salt, of course, based on your own personal abilities and, and things of that nature. But I love lunges. I love stair negotiations. So if you have stairs and it's safe for you to do so, walking up and down the stairs is a great way to do it. Or even just kind of creating a, a little bit of a makeshift stair, you know, kind of walking up a little bit of a, of a hill or anything that's sort of elevated to work on, again, those muscles. And that's a nice one, too, because it works single leg as opposed to double leg, like sit to stands, which we call like bilateral exercise versus unilateral exercise. 
Um, so it's, it ne- translates nicely to functional movements as well, and it sort of eliminates any maybe asymmetries or weakness that you might have on one side of the body versus the other. So yeah, lunges, squats, walking, I keep it pretty simple. And then, you know, if you're looking for more, we can certainly, certainly go further from there. And we will as we continue the conversation with Ben Richardson, physical therapist and specialist in strength and conditioning, especially for the elderly among us. He says while you're getting stronger is certainly good for your body. The real benefit he sees is how these simple exercises improve mood, spirit, and just the zest for life in older adults. And we're going to get to more on that as we continue with the Health Call Radio Hour here on WoWo. You're listening to Health Call Live, your regular Saturday morning appointment with healthcare professionals, where treatment is always painless and there's never a copay. Here's your host, health and wellness correspondent Lee Kelso. And our focus this half hour is getting you off the couch and into motion with some simple, gentle exercises that help strengthen your body, especially important for the elderly. So if you've got a mom or a dad who you're a little concerned about, it's good information to share with them. There's some new research out of the University of Michigan that says the natural process of muscle loss and letting your strength decline could have the same impact on your health as smoking. Now think about that. Being a couch potato is as dangerous as smoking. Part of this is because exercise slows down what's called the biological aging process. There's growing evidence that while the calendar says you're 70, biologically you might be closer to 55 or 85, depending on what your genes, your diet, and how much exercise you do about maintaining your body and strength. Physical therapist and certified strength and conditioning specialist Ben Richardson works with people in their homes to rebuild the strength that they've lost to surgery, accidents, or simply old age. And he says your lower body is the place to start because the muscles in your hips and your bum are so important for your balance and your safety. And he says squats are a good place to start building up that lower body strength. He recommends using a kitchen counter to brace yourself. That's a good place to start. As long, yeah, and again, that's, that's with the caveat that hopefully your, your kitchen counter was was put in by a professional and not. Uh, <laughs> not right. sort of but, but yeah, finding a good stable structure that you can hold on to, yeah, it does. It enables you to sort of overcome some of the limitations you might have in range of motion and in your knees specifically. So that gets into the weeds a little bit because it kind of gets into the biomechanics of it, which I'm not sure. You know, how far we want to go down that way, but it does, it provides also just in general, some more stability. So you have another point of contact, your hands where you're holding on to something stable, allows you to kind of use your back muscles and grip muscles a little bit to keep you more stable rather than just relying on your legs for that balance component there during the squat. So talk me through that. I, I, what's the goal here? I hang on to something that provides stability and then do what? Yeah. And then, so yeah, you want to think about again, so it's a, it's a functional movement. It's just like going from sitting to standing or standing to sitting. So imagine that you're sitting down in a chair and then standing back up. That's, that's the idea with a squat. You can even just use a chair as your target too, if you want to be extra safe or if you really want to um, kind of make sure you've covered all your bases on that movement and make sure you have everything in place there. You can put a chair behind you, grab onto the counter in front of you and then squat down until your bum touches the chair stand back up, tap it lightly, and continue to repeat like that again for those reps. 
So not a deep squat. I see lots of reference online to deep squats being important. But if I'm elderly, that sounds like that's a bit of a challenge. Yeah, it's a little bit, again, it's a little bit of a case-by-case basis there. So some people, yeah, some people in their 80s can get really deep into squats. They can get really deep knee flexion, that knee bend like that. They can even keep their heels on the ground while they do so. And they have no problem with it. Um, that may be for a variety of reasons. But yeah, you, you don't need to necessarily go for a lot of depth. You can get good strengthening, good outcomes from just going down to about that 90 degrees of deflection, kind of that halfway point, and then standing back up. That's perfectly fine. You're going to hit most of the muscle fibers throughout that move. What, uh, how many times a week should I be doing this? So generally, anytime you're exercising a muscle group, um, if it's strength training like this, it's it's a little bit different for cardio. Cardio, you could do you could do lightly or moderately, pretty much every day, I would say. But we're talking about strength training like the squats or the sit to stands. You want to give your muscles 48 hours at a minimum to recover between sessions. So every other day would be fine if you do it at the same time. Just want to make sure you're at least within that window where you've waited 48 hours since you previously worked with the same muscles. You work with uh, people in their homes. Uh, how often do you work with elderly on the ability to move more effectively and safely without a fall risk? So that's that's almost almost exclusively, I would say, what what I do for the most part, unless it's a very specific situation. You know, if someone had a shoulder replacement surgery or something, then I'm I'm working on, you know, shoulder health like that. But for the most part, it's it's health and wellness when I see people in their homes. So that is that's that's how can you safely get from your couch to the bathroom? How can you increase the efficiency of those movements? Yeah, how can we make this safe? So sometimes it's as simple as, can we just put some night lights here? Because you know when you're getting up at night to go to the restroom, you're having some balance issues due to the lack of vision. Sometimes it's, okay, there's a significant strength problem here, and we do. We really need to hit these exercises hard. We need to even go Beyond what I mentioned earlier, as far as just walking, just squats, just lunges, maybe we need some more than that. Is there any reason why I can't be exercising like this into my late 80s, 90s? So 90s, I've probably had a, a small handful over the years. But yeah, 80s, absolutely. You see some really um, impressive strength in that age. And then literally the reason I might see them, I might come on their radar is if they, you know, had like a silly fall or something, you know, like they were, they were out trying to do something, something crazy and they fell and like bumped their knee and that kept them immobile for a little bit and they lost some strength at that time. But, but yeah, truly you see some really impressive strength and later in life, people are taking care of themselves, living longer, being more active. Um, it's yeah, absolutely. How quickly will I see results if I start doing these exercises? Is it something I'm going to feel and notice right away? So yeah, some of the changes, some of the positive effects you'll see pretty much immediately. So you can, you get an endorphin release after any any form of exercise. For the most part, you start to kind of get those those good feeling chemicals pumping. That's that's a uh, result of a lot of especially aerobic exercise, but strengthening as well. You'll just feel good. You know, it's kind of hard to put it, your thumb on exactly what it is, but you feel better. You feel good. Um, in terms of actual strength building little bit up for debate, like how quickly muscle fibers actually do develop more strength like that. But usually what I say is every couple of weeks, just retest yourself with that five times sit to stand. Can you do it a little bit more quickly now? Um, you know, now that you've been working on it, you've been doing this every other day program of sitting to standing, you've been increasing your reps a little bit as time has gone by. Now, are you a little bit higher on the chart? You have a little bit better, uh, better measurement. You can kind of measure yourself that way because everyone's going to be a little different. 
depending on your nutritional status, any disease statuses, your progress may not be the same as mine, even if we're the same age and matched for everything else. So I say compare yourself to your own baseline and go from there. Yeah, in your in your older population, in folks who um, who might be feeling pretty limited and alone, uh, sort of fragile and frail, is there a a significant difference in how you see them enjoy life after a few weeks of exercise? Absolutely, absolutely, and there's good data to back that up too. So we do a lot of quality of life surveys and studies and metrics and things like that. Too. And it, it all shows, yeah, exercise really does seem to improve that. It, it, it really does work on the brain as well as the body and, and the mind as well, if you want to go even that far into it. So absolutely, your emotional health, your mental health, your physical health all improve with exercise for sure. And again, that is uh, Ben Richardson. He is a doctor of physical therapy and also certified strength and conditioning coach specialist. Uh, You'll find a lot of his writings where I did actually at wellness52.com, wellness52.com. So for example, uh, a couple of his articles here, uh, bulletproof your back with these six lower back stretches. Another one here, I'm a personal trainer. These are the six dumbbell exercises I do for my back. And do you want to age well? Bulletproof your brain with these three simple exercises. So Ben has a lot of thinking about working with older adults and helping them get back into shape, reconditioning, getting back on the move, and really just how important that is overall. I mentioned earlier this whole idea of, and again, that's wellness52.com if you want to find some of Ben's articles there and and we'll have been back in the future he's got so much information to share we'll, we'll have him back to the program down the road you know i mentioned earlier this concept of biological aging and i'm working on a segment right now that i, I think you're going to find interesting so i drew a blood sample and uh, sent it off to this company that takes a look at your dna and the methylation patterns in your dna and so they're trying to figure out looking at those changes and what genes are activated and and a lot of different factors to calculate what is your biological age versus your calendar age age. So I'm pretty careful about diet. I like to exercise, kind of watch health. You know, I care about that. So I do pay attention to it. And I went into this pretty boldly thinking, oh, you know, I'm 65. I'm going to come out a heck of a lot less. I feel like I'm 50. So yeah, let's see what this blood test tells me. Well, hell, let me tell you, it was a bit of a surprise and not in a way that made me happy. So I'll reveal to you guys what those results were, how the test works, and we're going to connect with the uh, company that sponsors this test and have them walk through my results and tell me what I could be doing different to get my biological age more in line with my chronological age. And that is coming up in a future edition of the Health Call Radio Hour. Hope we'll see you then. Remember, you can always listen to the show on the podcast anytime you like. It's out on all the major services. And you can also just go to wowo.com and find it there. Hey, we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Health Call Live. Watch a recording of today's program on the Health Call Facebook page or on the web at www.healthcall.live. Drop us a line to recommend a guest or suggest a topic for a future broadcast. Join us next Saturday at 9 a.m. for another edition of Health Call Live on WoWo 1190 a.m. and 107.5 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.